Hey folks, Scott with Leaving Edge Archery. I don't know, have any clue what we're talking about today. So we're going to wing it. We need some help. I'm going to start scouring the internet. Yeah, what happened on the internet this week? Anything good happened? Something really effed up should have happened this week. I mean, Levi was talking shit to somebody that doesn't know how to fletch arrows. That's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> what is I was about, did you see that? <laughs> he posted some... <clears throat> he posted a story on Instagram about somebody not being able to fletch fletch tack arrows or fletch attack I mean, fletchings. Not, I get it; they're hard to stick, but they're like, harder you, than hell to put on. Honestly, Those I mean, not really. Suck. It's just because they're stiff. If you're shit, I love Levi to death. If your stuff isn't set right, they won't stick. No, it's got to be perfect, dude. Like hospital grade clean shit. Well, Sucks. no, just your jig. Like jigs will be perfect. If you use a little shit on the base it's fine yeah he needs to light and somehow soften up his bases and that would be a badass vein i mean i've i fletched him before using <laughs> one of those boning plastic jigs yeah as you long just, as you get contact, it worked hmm? yeah get out of here as long as you get contact on the base it's fine oh, damn. Yeah. Oh. you can scrub the base on a little piece of uh sandpaper too yeah that helps oh interesting i, I wish i'd seen that video been was it pretty funny it was funny yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah, lots of. I will say this: the weather sucks. It's freaking March, almost April. And it's gonna be like high of fifty this all week. Dude, it was gorgeous out yesterday. Yeah, it was actually. I nice. got done building strings at like three o'clock. Went outside for the rest of the afternoon. And shot yeah. my bow. How'd you do? It was good. Hell, what? I think yesterday I was thinking about it when we came in. I get, yesterday was probably the most arrows I've shot at three D targets, not on like a Thursday at a pro. <laughs> <laughs> you shooting pretty good. I was shooting okay. That's good. Mess around with some stuff. I'm 3D bow. Try to get ready for four bedding. Bedding's like in what, two weeks? Yeah. 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 God dang, dude. There's a lot of shit going on. There we is got a, a golf tournament on Monday. I forgot about that. I am so screwed. You know, We're we, playing the golf on Monday, dude. Yeah, no. Do we even have a fourth yet? Yes, Tom's playing. I talked to him last night. Oh, is his back not broken? No, he says his back's jacked up, but he's still going to be better than any of us. Is what he said. I mean, that's not. <laughs> There's probably a lot of truth to that. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely not. I'm going to have to come back with the results truthful. on that to entertain people. I might post yeah. some videos. I'm going to try not. Are we allowed to drink? Oh, hell hopefully. Yeah. It's golf. Yeah, but we're going to for a Connecticut Kids program. So, all right. The I mean, golf course. Still I don't wants golf to make good money. sober at all. The golf course still wants to make money. Yeah, exactly. They make money selling beer, bro. Beers and dogs. That's that's uh, another thing. So I'll I'll post I'll definitely have to post some videos of us playing golf on, on Monday. It's gonna be bad. I know. <clears throat> I haven't picked up a golf club since you and I played last. That was what pre COVID. <laughs> no, we went During and played COVID. over at that Air Force base. Yeah, we went Okay, why I touched a club since that day? That was what, two years ago? Yeah. It's probably been over it's been I think over I have a year a video since of Bridger I played. hitting. Bridger is all dressed up in his nice right. Oh, uh, Bridger looked like a golfer. I need to go to I need to go to Dick's and get my three wood fixed. Your three like, wood? Well, I got that one that Tom gave me with the busted shaft, that Nike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's Bridger hitting this beautiful bring up shot my, right uh, here. My Nike squatch. Dude, look how chunky you were. That was a big boy. You were chunked out. He's all skinny now. Look at him. He looks like a pro, too. Look I at know. This. Look at that big old boot he's got. I wish you guys could see this one. But it's awesome. So this was Jan, June the 8th of 2020. 2020. It's the last time we picked up a club. Like that swing? Swing? Look at that. Oh, look at that. And you chunked it a little bit. You can tell what you're a little pissed fat, off. A little fat, a little fat. I mean, it was close. 
I, I was probably trying to, to, to watch. Well, I'm coming back to you. Let's see if the club gets filmed. Now, Jason, look at the, the Cholo Mexican. I was, probably, <laughs> I was probably trying to flop <laughs> it over that bunker. <laughs> Did you see Tomanski? God, it was hilarious. That Dude, needs to go it on was the website. Hot. It was like It was hot, it was hot as balls. We started day. out at like 70 degrees in the morning. Yeah. And it got hot. Yeah, it was really June hot. June in Texas is not not fun. No. It does. Yeah, it's been freaking gorgeous out here the last couple of days. Other than windy, it's been a little windy. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the good thing. Like I was telling you the other day, I've been practicing at the house and it's either you get five mile per hour breeze or a thirty mile an hour gust and you're aiming yeah. at their neighbor's house. I mean the the last time I came out there and shot those that like hour hour to hour and a half we had yeah granted it was at night but yeah it was like right was after peaceful. sunset it was like perfect yeah we had spotlights out shooting in the dark covering yeah, bugs a, put a spotlight behind us put a piece of paper over it to so, like soften the light then put a light on the on the bales that's cool yeah yeah i got a good one who's the hottest bow out right now hottest bow who's out? got the hottest bow who's got the who, who what manufacturer's got the most traction I mean, for us right now, no, probably globally. globally. I mean, for us, I would say probably a, a tie between between the elite, the era, and the the Darn Barassi thirty five. Mm-hmm. Like for us, from a global scale, I don't, I don't know who's got a hot bow right now. I mean, it, it all depends on how many fanboys are out there. Oh, there's a shit ton of fanboys. My but God, I don't, I don't count those guys. It's always it's always it seems like the same manufacturers, Matthews with their face for mm-hmm. yeah i mean dude you want to talk about target stuff you weren't i mean i know you were all pissed off you weren't fully but there was a lot of dartons in foley. dude that's what i'm saying i heard i heard the guy some some of our guys were saying that it was like yeah literally 20 percent darton maybe 30 they were like I, would, I don't know if i'd go that far but there was a lot of them there was a lot yeah. of guys shooting them yeah on the amateur ranges it's definitely a hot bow right now and it's going to continue to grow yeah well randy kits anybody knows that guy yeah so jimmy and and his wife danielle they were just in south africa they went down there and shot south african nationals mm-hmm. a lot of people down there are shooting darton mm-hmm. yeah well, he's doing really yeah, good Danelle's from south africa well so correct makes sense yeah. yeah she's got some pull so no but i heard that seriously i heard they're killing it um internationally right now yeah they're fast and it's an easy bow to tune they're great, not great cam great cam it's complex as hell but it doesn't cost an arm and a leg no so yeah, a lot of people are going to get into them. Yeah, I agree. Elite's right there, but I mean, I think they're running really behind right now on delivery. Are they? It's oh, hard to get. I think, to get I think they backed them up into May. We started to get a few of our errors in. Yeah, we've gotten a handful of them. That's a hot. I mean, not too. all of them, but unfortunately for us, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, we the first dozen or more that come in are already sold. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really weird year, honestly. It's a roller coaster. It is. Cause I've heard some reps talk about like they're killing it in some areas. I'm like, where in the hell are you guys killing it? No kidding. Cause yeah, we, hell, we had slow. three customers all day yesterday. That's Dude, why I got to shoot. Terrible. I mean, kind of nice cause I got to shoot my bow for four hours, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's up and down. Yeah. It also it's makes it, down, but shit like that makes it tough. To keep the lights on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, exactly. did you leave the side door open? No, I didn't. Yeah. Did, did you leave on? it open up front? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, because Erica's going to deliver some tacos for us. Ooh. Erica from Pink Beret. She's getting Mary's. Sean's? Sorry. You guys know yeah, what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody that's listening in the area, go check out Mary's Tacos. 
this podcast brought to you by no. <laughs> that is like the local podcast. Uh, I haven't had Mary's in a while. Yeah, it's, really I got, it's been I got, a minute for me. Yeah, yeah, but I got, I got, I like got kind of over it. Like, I agree. But like, I moved down here, and everybody said how good Mary's was, and like, I'm pretty sure I ate it every day for <laughs> like two months. Yeah. Tacos Just make are, it at home. Tacos are huge in Texas. Yeah, breakfast, lunch, dinner. I mean, but, not that I don't like their tacos or don't like definitely don't like tacos at all yeah. i love tacos bro i just i don't know i like the street so street taco style more. i do have another question then this has been a big debate for guys on our team and i think it's probably a big debate everywhere um our shooters are constantly checking the speed of their bows and that's so the reason i'm bringing this up is this reason so you know darton's team right now everybody but bridger and J uh, jimmy are shooting the Vegas, uh, the Vegas, which is by far slower mm -hmm. than the Tempest. So even the unknown guys like Joseph and Jack Wallace are shooting. And Jacob, Jacob shot a Jacob shot the freaking. He shot a thirty-five in Foley. Yeah, no. He shot a thirty-five in Foley, which I'm not shocked by. That bow, dude, that bow for shoots. what that bow is, it that bow shoots. It's a hammer. I agree. I shot some indoor with it. That shot amazing. But no, that's a big thing. So does speed matter? <laughs> I mean, it depends on your. Depends on how you ask that question. <laughs> you don't want to go out shooting 240. Why not? I think, it hits behind the gun. I think speed matters. You don't want to be... Sh 240 is one thing. Mo that's like most women. I think like Courtney's Vegas right now with her outdoor arrows is like I don't know, 252 or something. What's Paige yeah. shooting? Like 250s, 240s? She's probably in the 60s. She's in the 60s. She's got like... She's got drawing three inches longer than yours. Yeah, no shit. Shoots man pounded. Shoots like 56, 57 pounds. Like, shoots her boat. Lady shoots her boat. So, does speed matter though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think it does for real? I think it does. Where, like, you, where do you to, like to up be? Up to a certain point. So, like, <clears throat> I mean, I go by the Gillingham rule 270 or better. I seem to shoot better or like group better in that like 280, 285 window. But at the heaviest area, you can shoot it's 270. At least from like a FIDA accuracy standpoint, you know especially like it, that, uh, you could use that that benchmark from a, a like crosswind effect right deal. Like the heaviest area, you can get at two seventy. Like my, I mean, hell, I shot gold tips for years. Like I never had. I obviously my shit drifted drifted more, but like it's not like I'd be aiming three extra rings. Right. Even shooting, even shooting my. Uh, uh, like the X comps and stuff, you know, I was shooting, was Fast able to low. shoot a little bit faster. Yeah. Like it was a little different with the C4. Like I was shooting a 340 grain arrow at 260. Jeez. Like, like that's, Damn. that's, that's like <clears throat> totally different. Like that thing. Yeah. It would move a lot, but even when I would shoot my, like my velocities or ultralights and stuff out of my X comps, like I could shoot a 370, 380 grain arrow at like, you know, 270, 275. So you even, you even kept track of that in beta. Oh yeah. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, need, Dude, you get a 20 mile an hour crosswind and blows and your arrow only weighs 330 and it's only going 260. Like <laughs> that motherfucker's moving. Like it is going to move like a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you run a lot of point weight? Uh, my gold tips. Yeah. I mean, not in any of my skinny stuff. Cause most like my, the Na carbon express, like the nano is fairly heavy. The pro tours are fairly heavy. I mean, I didn't run like anything wild. Yeah. wild weight like 400 plus but like i think mine right now are like three 
340, 350 grains, my revelations. That's pretty good. That's not bad. No, but I'm also, I'm shooting 60 pounds and doing like two, like right at 280, I think. Yeah. And that, if I remember what FIDA, you got a 60 pound weight limit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought. So you got to play around with your Which arrows I, I, and a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I still, it should be a speed, should be a speed roll. It should be a speed roll, I agree. Because. Because it kills guys like me. Well, yeah, it kills guys like Unless you. Because you well, and they do it for, for, what, like target wear, I think is their excuse. But like. Oh God. Outdoor, tar- or outdoor doesn't make as big of a difference. Honestly, I would tell you, you're probably better off being. Somebody with a 25 inch draw length than a 33 inch draw length because you're just going to be a smaller human. <laughs> Wind ain't going to move you as much. Yeah. But like you look at, so like field. So what was the, the pro fields Easton had for a while? And when Steve, did Steve get second at World Field or third? In Cortina? Yeah, it was a few years ago. I think it was second, the one in Italy. What was he yeah, shooting? I think it was second. But dude, he was shooting he was shooting a yellow bow, shooting that AC Pro Field, which was a like a Pro Tour is an X ten with four inches cut off the back. That one was an ACE with four inches cut off the back. So it was crazy. Uh-huh. Like guys shooting three hundred and twelve feet a second at sixty pounds. I can't do that. I'd have to shoot dude, I'd have to shoot like yeah, a two hundred grain arrow. No kidding. The other thing is he gets away with it because he runs that extra long rest that puts it behind well, that, but he's got, that brace. I mean, he's got the draw, and then length. the draw length. The draw length yeah. obviously is what gets it to him. But like for 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 FIDA or for World Archery, be like, oh, we need to have that poundage limit just so you know for this that the other yeah. thing. It's like, well, if you actually wanted to to have that limitation on there, have some sort of stipulation for arrow speed and stuff like that, like. It's a speed rule, not a right. not a power rule. <laughs> yeah, all Plus I know the is poundage that poundage is so such an easy thing to fl- to fudge. We used to, dude, we used to have competitions so, so you could have the lowest, yeah, exactly <laughs> the lowest draw weight at at uh, equipment inspection at World Cups. I remember Rio one time he was shooting like sixty three pounds and guy drew back with like forty two because uh, it was one of the spring scales. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you well, even like the honey side of it, when you have to have what eighty or seventy percent let off for Colorado and crap, so easy to fix. I mean, you just pull harder in the back end of the damn thing with the oh yeah, 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 and you can get whatever in the hell you want. I can get freaking twenty percent let off. Oh my god, forty pounds of honey! Oh dang, god, you're a big boy. All I know is that if if you're shooting sixty five pounds into some of those USA Archery hell targets, yeah, get, <laughs> that's another thing. There is a better target out there. Do they not know that? I mean, I, I love I, honestly, the, the target that Jay's got the the hybrid mat's really good. Yeah, but the ones that, that they use, you're the, you're so wore out from pulling arrows at the end of a round. Oh, dude, Courtney, it just sucks. Corning was bitching at me. They're ridiculous. It's stupid. Yesterday. It literally is stupid. And why USA Archery does not get off their crack butts? I think that's fix that. because of sponsorship. Who cares? Well, they, sponsor, they, they but most them. most of the USA's are at uh, Reinhardt's now. The bottom yeah, line, they are it's a to shitty target. Oh, they are moving to Reinhardt. Most of the use, or at least the <coughs> yeah. last year that I shot them, we shot a lot. So of they weren't that hard to pull out. I think no, no. So Dude, like that, Gator that Cup's going to be on awesome. Reinhardt's. Gator the, Cup uh, is SoCal usually. SoCal's going to be on Reinhardt's. Right, kidding. Those white tail targets just absolutely blow. Yeah. Well, well you got to soften blow. them up. Soften that's, them up. That's the. It takes like the, five years. Dude, I can pull arrows with two fingers on mine. But yeah, but you've also got, got the hybrid mat. No, it's just got nothing in the middle. Yeah, you just pull it out. I thought yours was a mat. 
You thought you don't have the diaper bag on the back? I do. That's the only thing stopping my arrows. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favorite part was what? Yeah, but those, you know, you say you got to warm out. You've got like a two-week window, at least I, you know, shooting at it in your backyard. You got like a two-week window where, you know, you can pull your arrows out and they stop. <laughs> and then you're going to start plowing through it. And <clears> then, <throat> through you know, yeah. at, at a actual set, you know we're shooting on quadrants shooting on all four corners so yep. you end up shooting through the bale into the target ba- or shoot through the bale into the target stand yeah. blowing your arrows up it's always great when they've got the steel stands and hey somebody told me that the, somebody told me they went back to the old material on 3d the old foam no yeah it somebody was, uh, was the old foam because somebody was telling me that one of the targets i know um, I mean, I pulled bitch, a lot. He said he said he had. They were massive chunks and holes taken. Yeah, out there was the a couple big chunks taken out. I. <clears throat> it wasn't that super dense stuff. Um, that we had last year. Last year. Yeah. But I don't think it was. It wasn't as soft as it was like three years. Three years ago. ago. Yeah. That that stuff was like <laughs> stuff shooting at marshmallows. Oh my god! You get line. You could be an inch away and pull a line. Yeah, that shit was like shooting at <laughs> marshmallows, there. but. No, I didn't think they were bad. We just, bit. I didn't think they were bad. We definitely had a few targets that were pretty beat up, though. Like, I'm trying to think, there was a, well, actually, one of my hell, one of my makeup targets on uh, Friday was a leopard. Mm-hmm. So and so, you know, there'd been only one day worth of shooting at it, and the whole freaking pen line on the left side of it was gone. Really? Wow! But it was a manufacturing thing. Like the the lines. You know where they didn't get pushed pushed in in the molding process or something like. You think know. that made a difference on the shoot down? In the shoot down, no. But no. well, that, that said, there thing. was a that was lighting. And that said, go and look at three D targets outside in the parking yeah, yeah. lot here, and then try and look at them inside here at forty five <laughs> yards each, and like Big outside, difference. yeah, outside it'll look like you're looking through your binoculars. And so, in hey, here, you know, and it's funny you say. That, um, let's talk about that real quick go down this rabbit hole because i know anderson said one of the guys in the pro class was bitching and complaining about the, that chunk was taken i forget what target it was mm-hmm. i want to say it was on the seven o'clock side right facing target he said it was a big chunk taken out guy was bitching because anderson's arrow a couple guys arrows were laying you know far left and he was trying to call him out and anderson was trying to explain the rule to the guy and apparently you know got a little bit of a tiff about it because the rule i mean the problem is is you don't know where that point's laying the point yeah. could be dead. I mean, if you say you had half the 12 was gone mm-hmm. and you got a chunk, let's say it's three inches long, literally. And I've, we've seen it that bad before. Um, if that point's laying in there and the arrow happens to be laying to the left because there's no material to hold it up, I mean, the rule is you get the 12. Yeah. I mean, you got to <laughs> use, you know, common sense. Use common sense here. Like, yeah. don't call an arrow. Like, my rule of thumb is always don't call an arrow out because your target is a piece of shit. Like, Right. Like if your target's exactly. tore up and it's a close arrow where you're like, ah, I don't really know yeah, for right. sure. Like you don't punish. You can't archer. punish a guy because yeah. the manufacturer, his organization has a hard time keeping it up with targets, exactly. or exactly. you know, a manufacturer has not a great product. Which I don't think either one of those things is necessarily happening. No, it's no. Just we got we got eighty guys that it, you know can put it on a put it on a quarter yeah. out to sixty yards. Yeah all shooting at the same freaking quarters like <laughs> yeah, that shit's gonna exactly. get tore up like yeah, there's really exactly. nothing we can do about it but like, yeah but you gotta be you gotta be a shooter's caller in that regard yeah yeah you can't because you don't know here. where the point is yeah don't you call can't. something out that you want 
someone to call in for you later on yeah, yeah exactly like like if you got a hole that's three you know three inches big and your arrows on the opposite side of the hole it's a 12 <laughs> ring like yeah. you probably don't have to call that one in yeah but like if you got one where the top of the 12 or the bottom of the 12 is a little chewed up and the line's you know jagged and you got somebody that's close and you look at it and you're like man if this target was brand new i don't really know like yeah, yeah just call it yeah like, exactly you're Very gonna true. you're gonna have an arrow that looks just like that in three targets and you're gonna really fucking hope that your arrow gets called in well that's yeah, the thing sure. it's probably, well then it's after being consistent after that just making sure but it kind of sucks because if you get a um, I've been it. I've had a guy before. You know, he's a hard caller. I kind of had to say, okay, we're going to do that today. We're doing it on this third target. We're doing it on these next 17, bro. I remember that day. Oh, dude, yeah, you were with me. Because I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, the guy was being just a hard ass. There's a particular archer that a lot of guys. I already know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there, I mean, it's not just one. There no, are but there's, there's, there's one, one that's big notorious one. for it. Yeah. Hard calling. And all his are in, all mine are out. Yep. Oh. He shot with Destin this past week. <laughs> it's a fourth time Destin shot with him. He's like, dude, I just get screwed every week, every time I'm shooting. Yeah, I mean, he did. He said he got, he said him, he got hosed like twice. Really? Sure. Oh, yeah. He Which said, I just don't get that. Like, I don't either. I mean, I get I mean, I get it. And he's got to know that he has that. He has that. Stigma. I would think. I mean, I mean everybody talks I about it. I, I ain't going to say who. I don't get why you, why you call arrows like that. Like, I, I mean. Either. I get it because, like, you know, shooting head-to-head matches and stuff. And there's been plenty of time, and I'm sure you, Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you haven't because you don't go down and pull your arrows, but I'm sure your I agent's do. On the it. On the indoor side, I do. Yeah. yeah. But, like, where, and where I'm going is you're in a head-to-head with somebody, and they've got a close arrow. If it's in, you tie, or if it's in, you lose by one, you know, and you get a, get a judge to try and call it out. Like, I've had I've done that multiple times. Yeah. But, you know, there's a good idea, though. I mean, honestly – when you shoot feet outdoor, mm-hmm. there's got to be somewhat cool in the fact that we're liberating. You don't have to even fucking worry about it. Mm-hmm. It is what it is by who calls it. Yeah. So you have no skin in the game when it comes to that other than shooting your bow. Yeah. As long as whoever's calling your arrow fighting. Exactly. That's, that's the one thing that we make sure our agents are really well versed on it. And we're like, dude, you need to fight. Fight for that call. Fight for yeah. our call. Because I remember being at World Champs in 19 and we are shooting against... Uh, a Chinese team and we're shooting mixed team. So the max you can have, um, what is it? 20. So 40 points is the max you can have with, yeah. with both people shooting two arrows. So we get done. Lee and I shoot the two Chinese shoot and their agent goes up and she was scoring like 65. And Courtney's like, you can't score 65. She's like, yeah, it's a 65. She's like 40 points is max. <laughs> Anybody else, if they don't know, they'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah 65. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you get to fight for that, but at the at the last minute, if there's a really close call, you just call a judge, and you know, there's no no having to worry about. You only get one one call. You know, it's weird too. And in my opinion, I, I could be completely wrong on this, but it seems like more of the judges in today's archery world are looking for ways to call arrows out, and that's not what they're supposed to be doing. I mean, so here's here's where I say I that. think they're all just old. Yeah, you know, you might be right, but it's like they're constantly. You know, I think any judge that gets up there with a magnifying glass two flashlights one red one green one blue and he's doing all this horse shit mm-hmm. there was in bro i mean what are you doing i mean yeah. you literally trying to find a way to you know this side looks in he looks over here and no, it's out over here and this light over here it's in and this like you know it's like dude for real yeah you know i can I'm, and this is why i like about bridger because you know we joke about you calling you out people out but you go up and make a call like in about 10, well, get, two it, seconds it can only be one or two things exactly it's, it's either and once out. you look at it if it's there it's there yeah he's calling in 
Yeah. But these guys are sometimes, all right, they're flashlights and they're magnifying glasses and they're. Yeah, we saw it a lot at indoor <clears throat> nationals, you know, a lot of line calls. Yeah. People would come out, judges come out with a magnifying glass and call it out. And you're like, dude, I swear he puts the magnifying glass on the left side. Did, and you see just a little sliver of yellow and you're like, oh, well, shit, I wouldn't have seen that with my naked eye. <clears throat> Do you guys shoot at the little tens baby tens yeah well i know you did he did it no no most of me but yeah they had they had the small town target yeah Yeah, that one's that one's really easy i remember giving giving uh uh, arrow calling lessons to an official at indoor nationals one year (laughs) we were shooting the double ring targets or you know just Mm -hmm. like the regular vegas target and yeah the judge like i had had one that was close i called i wanted to get a judge call on it because Braden called it out shooting with galantine and judge come over and she's like well it's touching the big 10 line so it's a nine and even Braden was like well yeah but i we scoring with that line i'm like yeah we, well yeah that's great but i didn't ask if it was touching that line <laughs> i, I, to touch touch the other I one. was asking if it was touching the other <laughs> exactly. line i give a shit whether it's touching that line or not yeah exactly. oh if it's touching that line <laughs> yeah that's crazy like, well the math says it can't well, touch blah 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 i'm, I'm like, telling yeah, you that's some... not the line we call with well, it's, it's not we're, it's, we're not trying to it, it's not you don't have to shoot an inside out big 10 for a baby tent. Well, yeah. The scary thing is, too, is some of those judges, in my opinion, I don't even, do they even shoot? I mean, some seriously? do. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I mean, literally, I've never seen some of these judges ever in my life. You know, yeah. And they don't shoot. In my like, opinion. we had we had one guy that actually owns that shop that you shot at last two weekends ago. Oh, oh Scott. Yeah. Scott, Scott Booth. Booth. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was a judge <clears throat> out at Indoor Nationals. So, he came over, called a couple of my arrows. But, yeah, you're right. The majority of them. They don't shoot. Who knows? Them. I mean, you saw the big debacle that I had with international judges. Oh, God. Yeah. So you would think that those guys are more well-versed. Exactly. That's why I think, well, it's probably hard to get a competitor like us to go out there and start calling arrows. I guess when we get old as dirt and we can't see anything anymore. (laughs) That's what happens. You said it a minute ago. They're old as dirt. Yeah. It's old. Can't see anything anyways. (laughs) Yeah, no shit, right? It's going to show up like Inspector Gadget with some long as binoculars by the way do we have proctor calls this year in asa no no damn i still think when it uh, if you if you win it you keep it i still think it should be win it keep it i agree but there's but there's no proctor at all now no proctor at all nope so it doesn't matter anymore sucks because sometimes you get the right group man it's gonna be hard you know that yeah but most of the time they're they're pretty i I, other than the one individual i've never had never had an issue right yeah with arrow calling yeah and for the most part like everybody's the same way as far as like i mean like my procedure for going through and calling arrows at least if it's if it's my arrow and i've got one that's close like obviously i can't call it my vote doesn't really count but like i'll try and i'll tell people like yeah i think it's in because i see it over here this way whatever blah 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 and like most people are pretty responsive to that and that's how most guys call try and call their their stuff yeah yeah so because I mean, nobody else wants their shit to get called out when it's close either. No. Like, we all, we're all trying to fight for the same, you know, the same 12 rings. Like, I don't, I've never had a really an issue other than with that one individual. And it really wasn't like a big problem. It was more like his shit was called in. And then I had the same arrow two targets later get called out. And it's, and I called him out. <laughs> Like oh, this motherfucker. Well, hey, dude, it's true though. I mean, I've, like you call, I my, had you call your shit me, like that. My shit's getting called exactly, like that. Exactly. Exactly. Lesson of the day: Don't be a douche caller. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Call the right arrows. We 
so we're we're we've been talking about going live next week. Yep. We're gonna do these shows live in the morning um, on the Instagram page. Then we can have a visual. We can show people how to call. Exactly. Make some fun. Is this in or out? Those yeah. are the best ones ever. When somebody takes a picture, and there's like three hundred responses, and oh god, it's just hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious. I think people just do that for. Oh, it's entertainment. It's clickbait. Yeah, hundred percent. Get the popcorn oh, what, out. What was the uh, what was the one this year? The because I know Dan McCarthy's in the shoot off from a couple of years ago was a popular one to look at. Did you see Shannon Sharon Wallace's Vegas one? No, I didn't see that. She one. posted that one on Facebook. It was it was a Vegas face in or out, oh. and the line was cut on the paper or something. I don't know. There was. So here's what sucks about those There's mathematicians that well, came up. And this happened this happened to me numerous times. I'm sure it's happened to everybody in here, but you shoot those morale targets, mm-hmm. they're rags oh, yeah. inside of it. Yeah. And you can literally hit a quarter shaft, I mean, cut the line yep. on a brand new but then face. It's gonna turn. And then it turns and it's sitting outside the freaking line. Yeah. So is that your fault or the target's fault? And that's what sucks about it. And that's why I mean no offense. There needs to be a I role. despise morale targets for that reason. Yeah. Um, if you get a good fo- a solid foam core target like a Reinhardt or a Block, mm-hmm. where you don't have these channels created by rags, yeah, that uh, are grabbing the arrow and pulling them completely out of the dam. So certain targets then, should then be used. when the arrow hits, it just you know explodes a paper and you get you get tears in the paper out to your eight ring on a Vegas target shooting at a dense foam one. You think so? What's worse, not think no. Really, you shoot Reinhardt's every day, bro. It can't be as bad as the morels, though, for real. I mean, you want to talk about you get either you get sagging arrows with morel, or you get to change your target every two ends. Yeah, I just pick pick one. It's happened to me twice, and it killed. It was a killer. Shot ninety nine once in Vegas. I shot a ninety nine. I lost state Dakota shooting against Dakota Taylor in the shoot in state. He was he's like, dude, you just got fucked. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, no kidding. My fault. I Speak, shot too close. But. Speaking of Dakota, did I talk about him last time? Dude, that guy. Yeah, let's talk about that. That was amazing. That was cool did. shit, bro. So, somebody so, don't know Dakota Taylor. He's a pretty hammer archer. So he's a he leads the the instructional courses and stuff over at Texas Archery in Houston. Yeah, and they hosted the Texas State uh, TSAA and TSA Texas. Indoor, so the yeah. the USA USA Texas State Indoor, and on Sunday they put up a bunch of money and do a head-to-head bracket stuff so dakota decided to shoot men's bear compound bow. shot men's compound on friday i think and then shot bear bow on saturday yeah and then on sunday during the shoot-ups so we all shot at the same time one line everybody just ab everybody shot at the same time yeah this crazy fucker grab would shoot his compound shoot three arrows with his compound as fast as he could shoot three arrows Turn around, put his bow pot on, set it down, grab his grab his bear bow bear off bow. the table, <laughs> yeah. put his release in his pouch, grab his tab, and shoot three arrows with his bear bow in two minutes. Like all in the same line. And, yeah. kid, and guy got ended up winning the compound in a one arrow shoot off against Sawyer. Yep. Who yep. Sawyer set a national record on <laughs> Saturday. On fire he shot, yeah, he shot he shot, shot a five ninety nine. Yeah. A U eighteen national. Yep. And then yeah, so we beat. So what's shocking about that is if anybody knows Dakota Taylor, he typically goes to the edge of the clock. I've seen that oh, guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've watched him yeah, go yeah. back with like eight seconds left. Yep. And break a shot off. 
And he shot six arrows the entire that day. Is unbelievable. That, so that had end. to be unbelievably hard for him because I'm telling you, in compound, he takes forever. I mean, he's one of the first people I met great, man. when I when I shot state. I remember it was being I was new. Yeah. And I shot right behind him and I would I would get done and I'd be there going. Oh, yeah. Waiting. Come on, bro. Like we're waiting on you. Wait, every waiting time. on you to score. And he would he'd break a shot with one second on the clock. Notorious but, for it. I guess that's yeah, why that he was, shoots the way he shoots. That was cool to watch, though. That's pretty badass. Yeah, we were watching it on on their Facebook live stream. Was he running like seriously running down the line? No, I mean he was bringing it to the wire every time with the old. <laughs> he was moving but, pretty fast. Yeah, I bet he yeah. was. Luckily, a big boy too. Luckily, yeah. it doesn't change your impact a ton to shoot through the clicker on a bear bow. So <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. yeah, that boy's crazy. But he he did really good. It was fun to watch. Yeah, for yeah sure. that was that was pretty sweet. That's awesome. And the thing is, he wasn't just like spraying and praying on that bear bow. He did really no, good. He shot good. He, bar- he borrowed all that shit, too. Did he really? I think it was his girlfriend's bow or her riser or somebody else's arrows. That is crazy. Like, put all that shit together on like Thursday yeah. that week and got third with it. Bear bow is picking up a lot. Dude. A lot of steam. Dude. A lot of, oh, a dude, lot of that, the, friends of mine did that in Vegas. That's like the biggest thing in uh, at Lancaster is their bear bow shoot down. Really? Yeah. Well, hell yeah! Uh, I seen Eric Bennett shot. He shot Eric bear Bennett, bow. Para, para yep. guy shot bear bow. Normally he shoots shoots Olympic freestyle. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's fun to do. What was it last Sunday? So I bought a, a trad bow on Amazon because that was my my challenge. I mm-hmm. want to kill a deer with a trad bow that I buy you on Amazon. Crazy. And uh, we went outside and took a eighty centimeter target, drew a, a dartboard on it. Mm-hmm. And we're just sitting there. I was slinging um, 2315s out of a trad bow at this, uh, we call it darchery. It's a lot of fun. It takes a lot of the thinking out of it. You just. No, you're expected to miss. Yeah, you just pull back. So you don't and get go. pissed off. And then eventually I realized, man, I'm getting pretty good at this as <laughs> I was progressing through the game. So. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of game, so I was talking to Joey Martinez, friend of ours, guy shoots for us. And. Um, you know, is it about time that we, I mean, is it, I think personally for me, when I'm older, 54, our sport's becoming extremely boring. It's the same, it's the same shit every month, every year, every event, location, every range, every lane, every target. I just think it's getting boring. I mean, am I the only one here? Me and Jimmy, me and Joey were talking about this for like two hours this, yesterday. Um, cause we're going to do, I think what we talked about, we're going to start a, we're going to actually start with an indoor series here in Texas mm-hmm. and just change it up big time to try to create some, not parody, but create some excitement. I think it depends more on how you sell your product. Yeah. But I mean, we've been doing this a long time pl- too. I mean, are you bored with it yet? I know. I mean, trust me. I know getting shooting 60 up is not, is not, you know, it's not boring, but I mean, yes and no. I mean, it. <clears throat> I guess it depends on what your definition of board is. Am I am I am I tired of going to the same places all the time? Yeah, like just from a I got to do this all the time standpoint. Yeah. But like from a competitive standpoint, no. Like I mean, you you always have to shoot well. I find three D to be a lot more mentally engaging, at least for me, oh, than, than outdoor target yeah. stuff. But that said, like I mean, it says something to be able to stay focused for. 120 what, four hours. or five hours however long it takes to, for yeah. us to shoot a full feeder round anymore now 
Yeah. And you know, it'd have to go full intensity for 15 arrows at yeah. a time, you know, with two hour break in between every freaking match. So like, I mean, it's, yes, it's boring, but at the same time, it's not like, I mean, I would argue that golf should be more boring than archery. We've got, we've got how many different types of venues do we have for archery? We have indoor, outdoor target, outdoor field, outdoor 3D, uh, you know, you could throw a tack in there if you want to. Yeah, like, you got tack. We have got multiple different tour. venues. Golf, they just have different courses. They play the same game. Well, that's why I think tack's time. getting so popular because it's the, on the first time that they've we've taken archery and allowed us to shoot well over 100 yards and have fun with it. Yeah. You know, it's not scored. I think that's the next rev- evolution of the sport. I, I think if tack would create a competitive day, I think it would change it. And I think it would really help them personally but i understand why they don't want to do that it's hard enough to manage just the sheer numbers of archers that are going in and out of the courses yeah now we got to get somebody to keep scoring tally them and keep cheating down god knows whatever else you know yeah i mean competing with reading opa and stuff well reading you know probably what is arguably one of the most popular tournaments in the yeah i mean i've said every time it gets brought up that's my favorite tournament to shoot like from a shooting standpoint it's the most fun i have all year right but I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, because our next evolution, we're going to look at doing something really different in indoor and then kind of transfer that into outdoor, do something. We talked about doing that this year, with the, but with the economy, I'm chickened out. But no, do something maybe next year on that because I don't know. I just, for I mean, we were talking, it's just the same courses year in and year out. You know, mm-hmm. you just know what you're getting. It'd be kind of I mean, cool they, to get there and not know what you're getting because you, you're playing really golf. I mean, golf plays. They've played Augusta National for seventy years. <laughs> yeah, nobody's tired of that course yet. I mean, they change it. Well, they change them throughout yeah, the years. That's, that's a prestigious. That's a what I call it. That's kind of like the not the Holy Grail, but that's the one big tournament that you're expected to. You know, it's going to be the hardest tournament of the year. Yeah, but even the Super the Bowl changes, changes venue. Super Bowl changes venue every year. Golf, you know, for the most part, other than the Masters, you don't count it. But the PGA Championships, you know, somewhere different every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you have that kind of parity in courses, you don't know what you're going to get. You know? Well, yeah. I it's mean, like, obviously, it's, I mean, we're comparing apples to oranges here. Yeah. Golf's obviously yeah. a lot more popular. Yeah. But, you know, well, you, hey, that's a it's question. just funny you say How much more boring. popular could archery be if we were to create more parity? More. Well, yeah, but I don't know that it has to be a parity thing. Like, we have. Yeah, we have less courses than than like a PGA course, but we got, I mean, we got seven different venues for for ASA events. That'd be like having seven different TPC style courses. Like, yeah, you got how many targets they set? How many competitive targets they set? How many do they set? That's a lot. Twenty or one hundred and forty. Like I did. Usually set like ten courses or something, right? Is it ten? That is a lot. That'd be two hundred targets, bro. Yeah. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, we we bitch moan and complain about the ASA shit all the time you yeah. know it's easy being you know easy being monday no monday sure, quarter, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback yeah. but i'm sure so glad i ain't putting together all that cool crap cutting lanes and doing all that shit lanes put targets nope. out no it i don't want to i don't want to roll out 140 white tail targets and put them up on stands hell no it makes sense why that you said we go out and set a couple targets at rolls yeah. for you know our local club here it yeah. makes sense why all the why it's always the work or the what is what is it the the heavy and mm-hmm. what's the other little tiny Wolverine, thing? The Wolverine, Wolverine, Wolverine shit at fifty yards. I don't want to carry a large deer fifty yards Hell down the no. lane. Stake that sucker. Can you imagine carrying that damn bless buck down there? I think carry a, that that's a hammer. Or what's the what? Or no, I guess they got rid of the anteater. 
Yeah, anyway, that, thing that thing sucked. was heavier than It was man. heavy. Yeah. It's like three feet thick. And now imagine <laughs> setting up a attack course where you're carrying out those giant elk those guys, and all that no, stuff. Those guys I heard are rock stars. Yeah. But that boils down to sheer, I think, people. They have a lot of guys who go out and set a lot of targets on a lot of courses and just, you know. And that's what it boils down to. You know, well, I do. We can tear down a course and put one up and with, with five guys in about an hour, mm-hmm. you know. If it's just it's a bodies thing, if you have enough bodies to get out there and do it, it's not mm-hmm. that bad. But no, I was just thinking. We were Joey and I were talking last night about it. Man, what you know, our sport needs a it needs a jump started kicking the ass. It needs a little bit of. I w- I would I would argue it's more of a presentation issue with the product than it is the product itself. Yeah. It archery does need more. Archery's a hard sell already, like on its own, like it's a pretty niche thing, but. I don't know. You get the right you get the right product to sell from a, a consumer standpoint. Like, I mean, it's like anything else. You sell the right product, people are going to buy it. Like, yeah. I think it has more to do with that from a for a, from a why is archery not as popular as X Y Z sport? A little proper advertisement. Some, I mean, they're they're already going the right direction. Put it on the Sportman channel, but put it on a on a mainstream channel. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know if that's money, but yeah, I don't I mean, know if that's the answer. You don't I mean, think so? I don't know. TV's dying, dude. You look at these kids now. I'm telling you right now, all those kids we coached back in the yeah, day, everything's on. They don't know what the hell CBS and ABC is. No, I bet they've never well, no, really watched live, network TV live stream stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's and we've been everybody's been saying that for a long time. I'm as just far as like where everything's heading from <clears> a, a media consumption standpoint. Yeah, the highest views for the Olympics. Two years ago was not on network TV. On network, it was no. the live streams. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because you could watch it any time, and you don't have to wait for the network to get all their crap done, exactly. edit it, and then put it out there for. Well, on the apps, you can watch multiple sports at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So, yeah, I yeah. don't know. And that was just another. You know, talking about another rabbit hole to go down. We had this conversation the other day with somebody. You know, when and if and should compound be in the Olympics? Uh, La twenty eight. Are they doing, do, they're doing the test event with them, right? I believe so, but Are it's going to really? be an indoor event. See, I think it's the worst thing I could ever do, personally. I think it absolutely, I've talked to cousins about this a lot in the past. I think it'll kill professional archery. Seriously. That's what's going to happen if they go to the Olympics. Yeah. Well, you think about it, and Dave's right. Um, I don't know if Dave wanted me to mention his name on this, but this was a long time ago. So anyways, it is what it is. But he's right, because what happens is, look at recurve, for example. Mm-hmm. There's not a professional contingency of recurve archers that make a living shooting their bows. There are two guys, one or two. There's really one, let's be honest. Yeah, His name's Brady Ellison. Because what happens is the manufacturers funnel all their money through the USOC. USOC decides who gets it, and there's one guy. But that all depends on, on their country, and how it's managed and stuff like that because you've got I was speaking just for the US. Yeah, yeah. So in the US you've got ten or twelve people that live at the training center <coughs> Chula Vista. Uh-huh. And everything's covered for them. All they have to do is wake up and shoot. Kind of like Korea. Mm-hmm. Same thing in Korea, they wake up and shoot. But I can so, name one of those I can name two of those guys. Yeah. Literally. I don't know. They're living there for free getting paid for it. I don't think you give a shit whether you can name them or not. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good for them marketing wise. I mean, think about well, it. Well no. But I yeah. think let's, let's imagine a compound. Let's go put the compound out there. I mean, you're a professional, get paid. I mean, if you if you take all the money that the manufacturers and they're gonna funnel it all to the USOC, they're gonna pick their one or two golden boys. I mean, professional archery could potentially die. 
literally because of it. I think it'll just create your money, a different you, group. Because you're going to put that money into that organization because that organization is going to help you grow, mm-hmm. quote unquote, archery globally. I mean, it will help the, or even nationally on the U.S. scale. And then the guys that are, you know, making 50 or 60,000 a year shooting a bow, they're going to, I think it's going to go away. Yeah. But, so my side of that would be, I don't think that that would go away just because, <laughs> because of the way that archery is structured now. Like it's still, yes, it is all paid for by the manufacturing stuff, but from a pay scale goes, like it's still contingency at events that we're yep. shooting for. It's still and, like from a tournament money standpoint, it's still all of our own money that we're fighting for. Has and, therein, to, and therein lies the biggest problem in archery is that the, the, the money's being made through contingency and that's bullshit. You got to pay the athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, think well, about yeah, it. It's like I mean, NASCAR. Golf, golf is still all, I mean, it's all sponsors that pay for the ter- purse tournament, but the, all that money goes into the tournament purse as right. opposed to Titleist or to Callaway. Yeah, as opposed, right. I mean, they still, like those guys still get checks for, Do you they know, get for contingency? Winning. I'm sure they get spiffs Something, and stuff. Yeah. I would imagine they'd have well, to. It's like NASCAR. NASCAR, you know, they, they pay the, the drivers and then I think they have what they have a manufacturer's championship at the mm-hmm. end or whatever. Toyota like or Ford. a majority of that money as opposed to Matthew's cat, you know, as opposed to Matthew's spending 50 grand at a, at an ASA because they got to write five, $10,000 checks. Right. They would just pay, you know, they would pay the ASA, you know, 30 grand to mm-hmm. go into the tournament purse and everybody would pay that. See, that's what needs to happen though. Thing. Cause if they did that, imagine how much deeper in the field they could pay and how much more money would go back to the field. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's the only way to do it. I mean, I, I I bring up bass fishing all the time. This is exactly how we grew the sport. I mean, we do, you can't grow it on contingency. It's, it's insane. You give the manufacturers too much power. They have too much control. Um, you're not you know, the only the only person winning in that world is the manufacturer. Yeah. Period. You're not helping grow the sport of archery on a professional level where you can make a living shooting a bow. But who knows? Those guys that are going to be shooting for Olympic spots and stuff like that, they might actually do better <clears throat> because they. It, it'll be through sponsorship but they'll be open to more sponsors now than we are here now you'll have your nike your under armor your um all these other clothing manufacturers and whatnot toyota is a big uh olympic sponsor so they they might still be oh. able to cover that that oh. side of the money and have professional compound shooters hell if keep anything their money. if anything you know granted i don't know what what time frame it was when you had that convo with dave but I would think like right now in today archery, I would say it would probably grow professional archery from a standpoint because, and hear me out here, because now you wouldn't have guys, you know, like myself or Braden or Mike <coughs> Slosser or whatever, trying to bounce in between multiple different venues. Now, if Braden can be like, okay, well, shit, if they're going to pay me, you know, if they're going to pay me 60 grand to live at the training center, Granted, he has a real job now, so it'll probably be a little different. <laughs> but you know, if you could be like, "Hey, they're going to pay me sixty grand to live at the training center and have zero zero overhead," mm-hmm. plus I can still go to tournaments, plus you know, go to the USATs and stuff, get paid for it. Like, why wouldn't you do that? So instead of it being a professional archer, I got to go to every single event, regardless of what it is, because that's how I earn money from a manufacturer. Whether you're right. getting paid quarterly, you know, per event, whatever. Uh, now. You can get paid by the organization. You can pay, get paid by USA Archery or the USOC to live at the training center and shoot the USATs and World Cups. Right. And then that leaves more room for opportunity for a guy, like say like myself, I would be like, ah, yeah, I, yeah, I suck at outdoor now. I don't want to <laughs> shoot it. 3D is more fun, whatever. Now I don't have 
now there's more opportunity on that in that venue of archery than than there was before right yeah that is a different way of looking at it I mean, it's I don't gonna think be interesting. We need, I don't think we need to put compound in the Olympics. I don't think we like, do either. I think it's a if bad they idea. do, I'm going to try out for it. But <clears> beyond <throat> that, like, I'm, I guess I'm kind of neither here nor there. I don't think it really matters, yeah. or at least to me, it doesn't matter. I'm not concerned. I just don't. I mean, I hate to say this, to and, and, I, and I'll say, and I've always said this, and I've always thought this, but I just don't like putting all that the eggs in one basket of the USOC because they're they're um, they remind me of the federal government. They will screw <laughs> up shit left right upside down you name it i mean it's just giving them that kind of power i think is dangerous very dangerous they just because we just don't yeah, do but it they're not the only <clears throat> archery organization in the u.s and they're no, not even the no. largest archery organization uh, they're the largest no for sure there's there's bigger yeah NFA no, who? is larger than korea USA. No, no, no. That's worldwide. I'm talking yeah. about the largest, the US, the largest organization you, in the u.s yeah, it's definitely united states asa is probably so. bigger then USA and, archery? Mm-hmm. No way, dude. I would bet NFA no is way. bigger than USA. And no way. NFA, yeah. No way. Not even close. Yeah, Think about I mean, it. If you're you talking about at, field archery, which is well, dying. Like, literally. Matter of fact, I was I looking get, at the schedule get, this if year. You, if you include all the, like, local Joad programs and stuff, yeah. I guess USA, uh, archery USA would probably would be Without larger a from yeah. a membership. But as far as stamp, stamp as point. attendance at tournaments, oh, I mean, yeah. we've got 850 going to Arizona, and that's a record. You know why? That's their own fault. They don't know how to run a tournament. It is that easy. Yeah. Like they were complaining about it up there at uh, the, at the Indoor Nationals. Here they are. And I heard about this. Somebody was complaining about it the other day. There was like six guys that went up and didn't know any better about pre-registering. Mm-hmm. They wanted to shoot. And they pulled, I heard, three targets off the line. There were open spots everywhere. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've... So that's what I'm saying. I so, was complaining about that too because that Friday morning when I went and shot, yeah. there was 13 bales. Right, they were blank. Right, and they were turning but people they turned away. They turned people dude. away because well, you have to register through the system. It's that's the stupidest nas- thing ever. That's a national organization issue, not a not a A and M. No, 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 no. Chat. I'm not yeah, blaming A and M. That's a USA archery problem. Yeah, they they do need to fix that. That's what I'm saying. The only reason they only have 850 archers is because they build it that way. Yeah. If they did what the ASA did. And created an event and a, a venue that could hold the amount of archers and shooting times and stuff, and ran shooting times every let's say three hours, every two and a half hours. They could run three thousand archers through there in a second, and I even think twice about it. But their problem is they don't know how to manage events. Well, and I think the venues limit a lot of yeah. To be too. fair, having, if you it, to be fair, if you had if you had five hundred guys <clears throat> in a class, so let's let's take Vegas. Let's okay. take Vegas. How many guys are in the the open pro this year in Vegas? Like three? 300. 300, yeah. You, okay, you got 300 guys. You got a field with? That's 75 targets. Four guys on okay, target. You, okay, you got four guys on a target, 75 bales. Yep. That's one class. You got 75 bales. If Arizona has 75 bales, I'd be shocked. Mm, That's 100 what, yards. And then you, it's 100 yards basically, right? The venue? 120? No, wide. you got... No, so... You got one... You got one meter wide lanes. Two meter. Two, so it's two meters well, per bale. Yeah, one meter per <coughs> lane, two yeah. per bale. See, I've always, I've always, my idea was. bales, two meters a bale. That's a 150 that's yards. 150 meters. That's yeah. pretty close. You can do that on a football field with counting the end zones and everything there. That's the, 120. That's 120 yards. 150 meters. Okay, but, so here's, but here's my. 150 okay, meters uh, but hear is me like out. 170 yards. But hear me out. But what they could do and make it easy is you have shoot time. It takes us how long to shoot 30 arrows? 
two hours. Well, you got to shoot seventy-two. Yeah, but then you've got they, we already have guys bitching and moaning because oh, it was windier on the AB line than it was on the CD Tough line. Shit. Can you imagine if Tough it's fucking like somebody yeah. I shoot at seven a.m. and somebody else shoots at three eight? Well, three we, in bitch, the afternoon? we bitch about it in ASA that I got to shoot at seven thirty, other guy shoots at eleven. Everybody shoots it. Well, everybody and that's, shoots. No. and that's what we're doing in Arizona. Yeah, but that's in the amateur classes. Yeah, but still, that's what we're doing in Arizona. There's there's a a group shooting at in the morning. Yeah, and yeah, then the rest all, of us are shooting at one thirty. Yeah, but that's all the same class. Correct. And that's what just, I'm saying is you could shoot thir- uh, 60, you know, have a break while the other class is shooting their 60 and you can come back and shoot your second 60 with a two hour break and not get your ass kicked, you know, shooting 120 in a freaking back to back day. Yeah. But then you've got to then you've got to throw in <clears throat> the recurve shooters. That's fine. I'm telling you it could be done. So you're telling me that, that because how I much da- how much downtime is there in between all the shooting? They only shoot for about five hours in a day and they're done. Really? I mean, really, your most downtime is match play days. Yeah, yeah. right. Because they got to run through all. Because you can only run two on a bail. You got to run through all the other yeah. matches yeah. before everything starts getting condensed down. Yeah, I just think it could be done. And what my idea was, you you have a football field. Let's say I'd love to watch. You should you be park. You should be parking at one side of it, event. and you run targets on both sides, shooting that way from the middle. We do that. You have one master lane. And then you can run a hundred and Depen- hundred forty Depen- targets if you wanted. They to. do that depending on the venue. They used to do that at uh, yeah. in Hamilton. But with that being said, you, you could run a hundred and forty targets. That's a shit ton of shooters. Yeah. And if you ran, but that's just compound. But now how you long need- take you to shoot one hundred and twenty? You shoot one hundred and twenty a day. You gotta have no. seventy meters for the for the recurvers for the recurvers, and then you add the barebow guys at fifty meters. They're barebows yeah. at 50, fifty, so it'd be in a compound. But so we shoot. So we shoot seventy two arrows. You do. 12 ends of six at four minutes apiece. So you shoot 72 scoring arrows for quals? For quals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus three ends of practice. So it's eight minutes of shooting per How long does it take you to shoot 72? It all depends on scoring. So, roughly? Roughly so, three hours? So I go and shoot no. four minutes, then Bridger shoots four minutes. More than that. About really? four hours. It's about four to five. Is it really four hours? Yeah. God dang it. Well, it's it's a little bit better now since the last time you went because there's no break in the middle. Oh, really? No, you just shoot straight. But still, in, in a given day, you also got you also got a bunch of fatzos walking. 50 yeah, I know. Meters, but let's meters. say you have four hours. Let's say you could four go hours. For it. Guys, these legs don't work having walked down there. You've got a sure. twelve. You have a and during the right time frame, you have a twelve hour day to work with. You can run two complete independent lines and get that. Which done. they are doing. They uh, do if, that if that's already. the case, and at sixteen hundred shooters, if you cap it at eight, yeah, but they do that already to fit what they have now. I still on think their, they, at their venue. I still you never even been to Arizona, so don't talk to me about how big their <laughs> fucking venue is. I don't know how big it is. Well, they shoot at Ben Avery. It's a it's a it's range. A, it that, is, I think it the is biggest massive. problem <laughs> is finding the right venues and the right amount of staff. They say it's venues and staff to do that because you got to remember you got to have you got because what one judge these are local clubs that put them together yeah a lot of times because what it's one you got to have well you do what trap shooting did back one judge more we shot Mm. we shot at airports think of how long an airport runway is and how much dead dead space is out there i mean literally we had i think we had 350 traps at at vandalia i don't think even a a municipal airport's making near as much money on an archery tournament as they do uh a you trap. know, four flights that go out per day. Yeah. yeah. Still, it's empty space that could be used. Yeah, there's there's a lot of options out there. And there's a lot I of still ways. say a cap in a tournament at 800 archers, is, is your, it's your own self. It is, it is wild that they don't have some sort of some sort of program in place or some sort of plan in place to, you know, be able to take more money. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heaven forbid. Exactly. Oh. I mean, there's a waiting list. Yes. Yeah. To get on this. Right. Mm-hmm. And they have empty bells when you get there. That's what drives me uh, bad, bad shit they crazy. They want enough for outdoor. Not in Arizona. No, they won't they, have it in Arizona. They, it'll, that, that place will be packed to the fucking gills. Yeah. yeah. It'll be bananas. There. And then Gator Cup, they're restricted because of the Easton Center, the size of the Easton Center. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Newberry Center? Mm-hmm. Yeah, small. It yeah. is really small. In there. And you Tons. could get away with it in, if it was like in Salt Lake City. They've got multiple fields there that you can use. Big fields, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's the other thing. Just like in, you know, I, let's go look at tournament baseball. I mean, we played in a lot of, you know, travel ball, and we played on, we go to Georgia up in Alpharetta. We'd play in six different fields, a mm-hmm. tournament. Then we'd all meet at the host field, which is, was in Cobb County. But, you know, it's another option you have. You could run multiple locations yeah. in one city locale to have a massive tournament because it's not really complex in how they set it up. You got to have what, like you said, 80 meters. Mm-hmm. And long, you know, it's not like a 3D course where you got to go cut no. lanes, and <clears throat> it's not that. I just got to be open. But I do. I see what Bridger says because you get flat. you get to get the bitch. Well, I had to shoot over at you know at Taft High School, and the, the winds were in it. We were shooting in a tunnel, you yeah. know, and it sucked. And this guy's over here bitching. I could see all that, but who cares? It's I mean, if it was head to head, like that'd be fine because then you're shooting against one guy, and you right. can kind of control that a little bit right, more. Right. But but when you're trying to control your your error average, yeah. to be able to make the World Cup team. <laughs> that's when everybody starts yeah. nitpicking bitching about everything yeah but I don't know the original question was yeah about you, uh, about the Olympics I hope the heck they don't do it I'm an old guy though I'm, I'm one of the old I'm becoming one of the old whites you are <laughs> <laughs> yeah but who knows maybe putting them in it's gonna it's gonna help boost it'll help I will tell you it'll help kids but you know what it'll hurt it'll hurt some of the Olympic recurve and, and Olympic barrel people because there's a lot of kids that shoot it because they want to go yeah. try to make the Olympics. I think more kids are going to want to go now. Yeah, I would think it'd make it harder for everybody. I think in the the long the long run, it would probably benefit archery. I agree. From a, a participation standpoint, yeah, mm-hmm. more people doing it. Yeah, but you know, you say that, and also the other caveat to this whole discussion is how relevant are the Olympics now that they were 20 years ago? More. You think? More, I think it's fuck, worse. Yeah. No. Name it. Name an Olympian from twenty years ago. I could name five Olympians from the last five years. Or that's last but that's just because of the that's Rod because White. of that's because of, yeah. well no <laughs> that's just because of it's it's fresh in your head. I I'm saying I think the Olympics from a network attendance watching it eyes on it. I, matter of fact, I think I heard like, last year it was down like twenty well, yeah, thirty percent. COVID, yeah, yeah but Japan I think it, I think there's been a steady decline from its peak, though. I, mean, I think that Paris next year is going to be jam packed because people didn't get to go to Tokyo and experience it like it should have been. Think? Yeah, I think Paris will probably be one of the biggest Olympics I've ever had from a viewership standpoint we'll and Which from a participation in Paris. We'll see. I just don't. I don't feel like in, in all sport, even wrestling. You know, I wrestled in college and I wrestled. So I follow it. I don't see the guys coming out saying, man, I, I want, you know, it was one of my goals. You make the Olympic team. That's what we want to do. And I, I guess you don't hear a lot about that anymore because there's so many other avenues like for wrestling is a great example. Now guys get out of college. You know where they go? WWE, yeah, UFC. UFC, WWE. You know, yeah, but that's because of money. Yeah, well, that's, that's I hate to money. say it, but that's what's driving a okay, lot of these kids these archery, days. archery, there is not money in archery. No. And if you could be, and if you could walk up to a 17-year-old and be like, hey, you uh if you put this stick in that gold circle 
you know, more than everybody else, you get a, you can make 80 grand a year and not pay to live somewhere and go to the Olympics. They're probably going to be all about it because that'd be the most financially stable. Well, I'm not talking about archery. I'm talking about globe, the Olympics as a whole sport. I mean, everything, all sports. I just don't, I don't think that it's as, as back in the day when I was a kid, that's all we talked about. I wanted, you know, everybody who was in whatever sport they were in, we're talking about, I want to be an Olympian. Mm-hmm. That was our goal when we were kids. I mean, I, mean, I think it depends on what your sport is. If you're, if you're, uh, if you're a, a, a baseball player, if you're a baseball player growing up, like yeah, you're probably not worried about going. Well, obviously not going to the Olympics anymore. But you want to be yeah, baseball? Not the Olympics be. anymore? No, I didn't know that. If you're if if you grew up as a wrestler, yeah, you probably want to go to the Olympics. If you grew up as a baseball player, yeah, uh, probably not. You probably want to go to the MLB. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it's just the way of the sport. If you grew up as a track and field guy like yeah you're probably that's that is the epitome of your sport of your sport yeah yeah that is the the precipice of what because i mean there's do. even so, there's even nfl players that still compete in track and field yeah like tyree kill okay so that okay you, you know okay, you want to bring that up <coughs> the internet shit tyree Ty, Ty Ty did it like it was a master's event so it was open like it wasn't like yeah, actual but, track and field athlete like but he used to run you, track you and i well, could Willie, go well, yeah he's fast as fuck willie buddy. galt did remember back in the day he played mm-hmm. football galt did play for the raiders i think Oh yeah, and he was one of the fastest humans on planet Earth. I mean, but that Tyreek Hill video, of him just like blowing ridiculous. those guys away. It was a fifty-five yard dash or sixty, just 60, 60 meter, sixty meter, and he won by like thirty yards. <laughs> yeah, this was not like a trials type event. No, where no, no, get, no. This was like a, a. He ran sixty meters in like this is city league six seconds or something. Yeah, like this that. is a city league ba- city league softball type <laughs> yeah. league shit. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's but no, there are yeah, there are some guys that, that do compete in track and field. Yeah. Oh, I do. Um, yeah. So, yeah, some of them do want to go to the Olympics. Others yeah. don't. But I don't know. There is a lot of mainstream sports alternatives out there where where kids might want to. Well, like I said, I think every kid coming out of wrestling now wants to go to the UFC right away. I mean, that's what I'd do. God, I, if I had, I'd rather do. I would not be sitting here today if the UFC was an option when I was in college. I would not be here. No way. I'd rather sign up for WWE. Go Brock yeah. Lesnar. <laughs> Save exactly. your face a little bit. <laughs> I wasn't big enough for that, though. That's what sucked. You had to be a giant. Mexican wrestling. Yeah, there you You'd go. have done great. Where, what's his name? Was it Ray Mysterio? Yeah. Wear the mask? Yeah. <laughs> a luchador. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll see me on TV. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. No, I'm not kidding, though. UFC, God, I would have been all over that, man. Because I got, even in college and then high school i used to get in fights me and me and another guy i'll never forget his name mike miller man he was my rival him and i got in like this fight we got kicked out of more tournaments i think we were in that's crazy and that was well you couldn't do that back in the day but yeah he man he'd fish hook me or something and i'd get up and jack him and then we just go at it get disqualified now the ufc was available hell yeah i get to go hit somebody legally <laughs> let's get after it bro that'd have been awesome just go do it there's ufc <laughs> there's a master's division you know, it's funny you say that i went and coached that that MMA gym up here. Mm-hmm. I quit that after a year because broke two ribs and like, no. Nah. I, I, I have but no. Yeah, you'd be all over the UFC, bro. No, I would, but I mean, now at 50 some <laughs> years old, coaching <laughs> against these kids and I threw this monster of a kid. He was a catcher. God, a kid was big. Didn't think he could, I could throw him. He challenged me. He said, there's no way you can throw me, coach. <laughs> okay, dude. He got some sky miles, but he rolled over me after I threw him and hit 250 pound body, <laughs> broke both ribs right and left. And I was like, man, I, that hurt. And that's when I figured out I can't do that because mm-hmm. I don't realize I'm kind of like the the little dog knows that he's little. <laughs> I just do it. I just didn't care. You just go. Just go. 
at 50 some years old that's dumb that's why i told greta i was like man i can't do this greta i know i don't know my own limitations yeah and i'm stupid and yeah anyhow yeah i don't know olympics ah, i have mixed emotions about it keep it recurved keep we'll it traditional it. but we're gonna see it no kidding i didn't know that yeah they're doing a test event i think it is for la yeah, yeah. but the one thing that that sucks i don't know that's just me because you know how i feel about this but it's indoor like they're gonna do it they're gonna do it indoor 20 yards oh my god can they put a more boring thing on tv to watch yeah I mean, literally. They're going to have to make it interesting. How? They're going to shoot a, a gold dot. It's going to be like a Vegas tournament without a, a shoot-off. Put a 12, put a 12 on well, there. They'll have to do a shoot-off, won't they? It's all going to be head-to-head. Well, yeah, it'll be head-to-head matches. Just okay. Yeah. They'll probably do a qualification. But that could take just ranking. Some people find in, or some people find perfection to be uh, an interesting benchmark. To watch? Ugh. I mean, I, I enjoy... Uh, from an indoor archery perspective, it is more fun to watch, like, like watching Neem or the World Cup indoor final, mm-hmm. the Saturday night shootout deal in Vegas, than it is watching the fucking Vegas shootout. Hate that shit. No, exactly. We watch twenty guys shoot shoot their bows. Like boring shit. It is just boring. It's at I least mean, easier to consume. I didn't know they were doing people. It. So are they doing it in the winter games? No, no. they can't because of the stipulation. You got to be on ice or like on okay. snow. Okay. So unless we were wearing ice skates. <laughs> There you go. Hey, just make it, it fun or make it more fun. Okay, so it's, they're going right, to do indoor. Shot here. He's going he's to hit a triple double. <laughs> they're doing indoor and the outdoor games. Yeah. Wow. Or yeah. it might be indoor targets outside. That's going to be the most boring thing you've ever seen. It could be indoor targets outside. I mean, yeah. it doesn't. Summer sports don't have to be outside. Swimming ain't outside. Indoor track and field. Well, indoor but indoor cycling. Yeah, wrestling. True. Yeah, you're right. Hell, they played tennis inside before, I think. Really? It's going to be really interesting because the, the pressure is going to be bigger. Like when you, oh, it'd be huge. When you get these athletes to go shoot indoor World Cup final, you mm-hmm. only have X amount of people in the stands, but now there's a whole Olympic village and a whole everybody's there. It's definitely going to be yeah. harder to stay perfect. Plus, it'll give other people an opportunity to go and represent. Like you'll have Bodie for sure is going to go and try and do that yeah. versus – the same people you see on the outdoor circuit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Huh. Did not know that. Learned something today. Yeah, we'll see. You going to do it? Hell no, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I love indoor. I don't know. Maybe if I keep drinking this mushroom coffee, get my focus right. That is hilarious. God, I'd rather watch grass grow than do that. Ugh. That, that'll, be, that'll be interesting. So, cool beans. Well, we've rambled on for an hour and something. Yeah. Um, be our shortest podcast this season shortest podcast we've had this year but seriously so maybe live uh maybe next week yep. two weeks from now wednesday wednesday so keep that on your calendars folks maybe we'll get this one released early so we can try to get them the word out but don't expect it to be big in the beginning we'll see what happens so it'll yeah, be just, easier though for editing we have to edit not bullshit. we just need just, more people to send their comments send ideas yeah. well if we're going to go next wednesday we can get a guest on it's kind of easy yeah <laughs> you guys can see what blake looks like yeah, there you go. Big burly guy. All right, folks. We appreciate you. Keep listening. Look for us live next week. See you later. <laughs>